Mishnayis Lili Nishmas, my father, Moshe Yitzchak Ben Doiv, also Lili Nishmas, Chanaleya Bat Shalomer, also the Schos Refuah Shalem of Akol Chayle Am Yisrael, also Schos Kol Am Yisrael, especially those who are in a Sunan Batzara Veshivya. We're up to Mesechus Bab Metzira, Perik Yud Mishnah Aleph. And now we're going to continue with these halachas that are very, very applicable nowadays. The, the, the um, Bezdin people come with tainus of, of mamanus, of any kind of, of uh, money kind of uh, complaints one to one or the other. They would usually revert back to these mishnas to, and the gemaras that are on them and the halachas that are on those to figure out how to pass in these shalas. Abayas va'aliyah. A, a, a house and a second story, right? It's a two-story house, basically. This story is about a two-story house that they're, they're, it's owned by two people. Uh, they, they went co-op, if you want to say it that way. They have the, the upstairs belongs to one person, and the downstairs belongs to the other person. Now, shel shnaim, it belongs to two people. Shenoflu, it fell in. Collapsed, the house collapsed. Baruch Hashem, nobody, got, nobody was in it when it collapsed, let's say. However, it belonged to two people, and it collapsed. Now, what happens to the materials? In those days, the houses were made out of much more durable material. They weren't necessarily put together very, very durably, but it was made out of durable materials. So they were made out of stones. The stones were connected via either some kind of a cement or some kind of a... a um, plaster that would keep all the stones together one, one to the next and if it would fall apart because the plaster wasn't so strong it would the stones would still be usable to build another house from S same with the wood there were wood beams that were here and there to hold things up and those were made out of very strong strong timbers when it fell apart many of those beams would stay intact and it would be able to be used for building another house so uh, they divide the eitzim of avonim in the stones and in the uh, in the, in wood and in the stones and in the dirt, the dust, the cement, the whatever you want to call it, the plaster, the lime that connects them together. Now, so they would go ahead and they would divide everything in a case. Interestingly enough, we're going to go. And we're going to say, what about if you can figure out whose stones were whose? And so in a case where you cannot figure out whose stones were whose, you, you, um, you, you just divide it in half. However, if you can figure out, you can do some forensics on it, this to figure out how this, this house fell apart, what made it collapse. And if you figure out what made it collapse, then you can figure out which stones are which. So, for example, let's say the house imploded, right? It fell inside into itself. So, it fell, let's say, for example, into its own basement. The whole thing, okay, let's give you a picture of it. This whole thing fell apart, but in, into its inside. So, probably the stones that are underneath on the bottom are the bottom floor stones, and the ones that are on the top are the top floor stones. Additionally, in the, in the um, logic over here, the bottom stones probably got cracked somewhat, got maybe crushed somewhat from the weight of the top stones. So therefore the person who lived on the bottom 
if his if he only gets the stones that were belonged to him on his part of the house, he will only get cracked and crushed stones. And let's say the house fell outward, if the walls just fell outwardly in the outward direction. And rather than falling imploding inward, they fell outward. Um, then the top stones would have fallen further away from the ground zero of this incident, and the, the bottom floor stones would have been the ones that are closer. What the, what, what the result of that is, is that the top floor stones may have cracked from just from falling such a great distance and then hitting with a greater impact straight on the floor. Whereas the first time with imploding, they fell on top of other stones and it sort of didn't, it cushioned its own impact. So they may be the ones that are cracked. They may be the ones that are broken. And therefore, if they find it in such a fall pattern where everything's fell outwardly, the stones that are the broken stones and the stones that are further away are the ones that would belong theoretically to the top person's, um, to the top person's house, and therefore maybe he would only keep his own stone. So, the Mishnah says that we do try to figure out what would have been the ones that that got broken to figure out who gets which stones. If it imploded, then the bottom bottom floor um, person's stones got broken, and if it ex exploded or whatever, it fell outwardly, then the top floor person's stones are the ones that are broken, and that's what they actually get to keep. Sorry. You know, not, not trying to, but it is a tough luck on him, and he doesn't get to keep any of the stones. He doesn't get to keep the stones that seem to be from the bottom person's stones. However, if somebody recognized some of his stones, he, for whatever reason, they, they were colored differently, he painted that room different, or whatever, he, he recognizes his stones that belong to him, he does take them, and then they get taken off of the cheshmer. So, for example, let's say there are 100 stones, or there are you know, 200 stones that belong to each, the top and the bottom, Right, and then this man recognizes five stones that they're his stones. So then he only gets to divide up with 195 of the other stones, while the other man gets 200 of the other stones. They don't. He doesn't get to take it out and then still divide the rest. Yeah, Shikoyach, and have a great day.